Welcome to the show. Uh, we are in beautiful San Francisco, California. Uh, here with Marsh, I'm Alistair, and our special guest, Rick Ross. What up? Freeway, Ricky. What up? <laughs> Double what up, what up? <laughs> so this being the kickoff show, the inaugural show, um, I thought we'd start off with just a little bit about um, what these two gentlemen are doing and, and uh, starting with Marsh, um, a little bit about you, if, if you could tell our audience. Um, we, we actually just met, funny enough, just a, less than a week ago. Um, but I, you could just tell, I could just tell right away that this, this is just a good guy. And <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, so yeah, just, just tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I've been lucky enough to live all over the world, or all over the country, I should say, travel all over the world. Um, from the Midwest is where I grew up and moved to Las Vegas. And I've been living up and down the West Coast between Portland, San Francisco, Las Vegas um, for the last 20 years. Um, I've been very blessed to live a life that allows me to philosophize right. and learn about history and read books and create arts and a very unique life you can just tell that right away like within two minutes of, <laughs> of meeting you it was like yes well i appreciate that you know i i, I enjoy living life you know uh, every day isn't always going to be sunny but it doesn't mean it can't be good you know um and i try to i've chased many different dreams as they've arisen and um, reached out for them as, as uh, the opportunity arose. Right. True entrepreneur. You yes. Know, I mean. To the I, heart. I, when I was, <laughs> a funny story, when I was in fifth grade, my principal um, pulled my parents and I in, and, and I remember this very clearly. He was sitting at his desk, and here I was in the middle, and my parents were on each side of me. And he, he made this <laughs> big sigh, and he goes, you know, your son is uh, very intelligent. He's going to either be one of the country's greatest entrepreneurs, or he's going to be one of the country's worst gangsters. Hmm, yeah. And it was because of my ability to think for myself and also motivate my team or my class or my people my family in a way where you know I questioned well how can you tell me Christopher Columbus discovered America when there's right. Indians on it already you <laughs> right. know and logical that's yeah. logical right. it yeah. just makes sense that right. you, it's very simple it's very it's not that's not smart that's just just basic sense right and, you know what I'm uh, so from that you know very young, you can see who leaders are, and, and you look at the history of people like um, uh, Noam Chomsky and um, the right. teacher from Berkeley who um, is escaping me right now, uh, who who wrote the uh, American history. Um, do you know who I'm talking about, Alistair? His, 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 it's his, he just passed away recently. We can come back to it. Well, we will. We will. But either way, what I was getting to is before they were even activists, there was files on them. 
and uh, uh, a database forming about them because they have the type of mind that allows for that type of development, a free thought. But you know what? It's really a thin line between a criminal and an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's their environment and their opportunities that are arisen. You know, um, a lot of people are familiar with Rick's story and and we'll get more into it. But a lot of it has to do with with what you are taught and shown is... Exposure. Yes. Exposure. Absolutely. That's the right word, the word I'm looking for. And (laughs) and when you think about the definition of an entrepreneur, it's, it's someone who takes nothing and turns it into something. And, and I think there's something very real and very raw about that, and, and both of you gentlemen represent that. Absolutely, absolutely. From from two different backgrounds, I believe. Uh, absolutely. Me and Marsh, we only met a couple weeks ago as well. <laughs> yeah. But, this, uh, this is the magic of Marsh. <laughs> but we right. do we do have a lot in common. Right. What I'm thinking. Uh, I'm not sure his 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 background as far as his parents and whatnot. Uh, but as for myself, you know, I grew up in the ghetto. And as entrepreneurs, uh, we're constantly looking for ways that we can express our talents and 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 elevate our position. Exactly. And a lot of times in the ghetto, the only way that you can exercise those talents is, is through the drug business. Right. And well, that's what that's the thing is that's the most opportunity, and that's what you see. That's what what your exposure absolutely. is. Absolutely, and and it's blind, colorblind. Well, you don't. That's the thing because you don't gender know blind. You, exactly, you don't know what you don't know. You know, uh, somebody in the Amish community who's growing up their whole lives and all they see is that they don't know what they're missing possibly or what they could be exposed to, and it and it's. You do the best with what you have. You know, we were talking earlier and we were saying a kid who plays with the tire and he hasn't seen anything else, a tire and a stick, that's the amazing. Right. But then he sees a, a remote control airplane or something, somebody is flying. It's like, what is this tire BS? You know what I mean? And that's interesting how human nature is like that. And, and you know, that's why it's so important that the people with the power, and, and I believe that that's something that's been missing from America, uh, uh, is that the people with the power are so damn greedy. Absolutely. Uh, it seems that way. That they right. won't lend a hand, you know, because a lot of times people don't want handouts. Right. I mean, there are some people, you know. They want, they want a chance. They, they just want handouts. Right. But then the majority of the people in this country want hands up. Right. Exactly. You know, give me a hand up and, and I'll pay you back. Right. You know, but but the way it looks to me right now, you know, since I've been home from prison is that uh, America has turned into a bunch of fat pigs, you know, who want to take all the money, you know, not use it to 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 better the world. Pay it forward, get back. Yeah, I believe that 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 we're here to make the world a better place. If exactly when you leave the planet, if the world hasn't improved by you being here, then your life was for nothing. Right. Well, that's the that's the beautiful opportunity in life is that you could do the very trivial things that could have an extremely meaningful, you know, 
expansion. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, and this actually leads us to just a great point of the whole idea behind the show, right, Marsh? And which is why we, we brought you along here, Ricky, to be our first guest, which is like, how, how can we expand our horizons and just be able to share just the collective wisdom in this room, um, in the sound room, just in, in the beautiful city of San Francisco? And what can we do to leave the world a little better well, place? One thing I could tell you, you know, I... I um went on this meditation retreat and something that helped change my whole perspective in and how I just even walked down the street. Um, This lady was sharing about we were we were all, you know, sharing these deep emotional things about, you know, the voices we have inside who tell us we're stupid or we're ugly or we're not good enough. And we were sharing these very deep moments. And she shared how three weeks before she came, she had contemplating killing herself. And she was, she was, she went to the grocery store to get cat food for a feral cat. She had a mm. barn cat. She was afraid no one was, so here she's gonna kill herself. Like one of but her last she's, acts. She's like, I'm yeah. still gonna go and, and give this cat food just to make sure this cat's okay even though I'm about to kill myself. So she's pushing, she's pushing herself, her stroller or her cart through the aisle. And this old lady came to, up to her and asked her, hey, could you help me with this? And she was like, of course. You know, and she, she went over to the other side of the aisle. And the old lady said, you know, I'm having a really hard time teaching my, my grandchild how to count to 10. And her name is Jeannie. Jeannie said, um, okay you know inside her head she's like this is strange she's like have you tried one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and the old lady said i've tried that i think it's because seven eight nine (laughs) the joke right and genie (laughs) genie made this like forced laugh like haha you know and then she came back and she was like you know why did you do that you know why did you t- and she was like you know I'm, I'm really old I can't do much I can't lift stuff I couldn't reach for something high and get it for you I can't watch kids even but I could tell you were hurting so I wanted to distract you wow just for a moment and that's why Jeannie's still alive and, and this is a stranger just like and that's what I'm saying so when I heard that yeah. I realized that I have the power to save people's lives every day by making do. a simple joke. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole beauty of it. Or that. even just speaking. Yeah. Just saying, how you or doing? Showing See, acknowledging yeah. their, their... I mean, so so often you can walk down the street and, and people won't even look at you. They won't even acknowledge you. Yes. And then you can speak to them and they'll keep going by. I'm like, wow, you know, what is wrong with these people? Well, and, and that's what is nice, like... You know, if you looked at everybody, like your brother or your sister or your uncle or your aunt, you couldn't just walk by them like that. Even though we are, that we could be that connected, you know, as a people. But some people do do their own family like that. Yeah, That's the crazy, but that comes from internal pain and protection and putting up shields. You know, you... When, when your family is the ones that hurt you, sometimes that, that pain is so deep that you have to push out of fight or flight. You have to put up these barriers that, and then nobody gets to ever experience your beauty. You know, that, that's the interesting thing about human nature is that, you know, f- fight or flight is such a, a powerful 
uh, attribute or just effective tool that navigates our, our sense of being so that we cannot go and sing. Because how could you justify your father yelling at you unless he was doing it to tell you what how to do it right? Hmm. You, you know, you couldn't deal with like, oh, my dad hates me. Or, and some people can't. And some people do think that even when the dad is just doing the best he can do as a dad. You know, we've talked about this, Rick, you know, the way society's structured to have both family members working at least eight hours, but they have like an hour drive through hell where everybody's upset and everybody's, right, right. you know, yeah. and then you get into work and somebody's upset or pisses you off and then you go home through this and that. You sit down, your kids hopefully come up and they're like, oh, mom, dad, look at this. This is amazing. And you're just like, you know, I just want, give me a half an hour to just relax and you put on the news and it's like, oh, crap, look at this, murder this and this and this. And it makes it hard to decompress, yeah. Yeah, well, not only that, it makes it hard to talk about or think about philosophy or to talk about politics or to to really give the time that's needed to nurture a child and show support. You know, I was very lucky that even though my parents worked like crazy, I worked with them. And they like they gave me amazing confidence and showed me how to treat people right and how to fight for values. Wow, you're lucky enough to have your mother and your father. Well, I, my, my real biological father abandoned me as a child. Oh. But I had a father all the, my whole time I was a child. You know, you had somebody, a stepdad. Well, he wasn't a stepdad He's, to me because I didn't like find a out. To you. He, yeah. he is my father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I was lucky in that sense. He, yeah. just, he just saw some magic. What was it like? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy, too. And that's part of it, too, is like a lot of kids nowadays... They don't have either one because their parents are working. You know or, what I mean? Or worse, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or in prison. Or, yeah. You know, we have uh, 2.3 million people in prison. You know, we're the prison. We're the world's jailers, we're America. We're the best. We're the best, yes. man. America is the world's jailers. Well, look, not only that, we have private prison systems that they trade on the stock market based on the heads and beds. When there's more yeah. people in there, they're worth more money. Yeah, something's and, not right there. And that, that, that structure of, of business about profits only above anything else and, 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 and held sacred is, it has a lot to do with that. You know, it's just people trying to make money. You know, when I was younger, I, 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 you know, younger, in my mid-20s, I, I say I was a kid. Anyway, in my mid-20s, I was working in commercial real estate. And it was during a bubble time and I was working with somebody who we were actually I didn't know this but we were kind of taking advantage of people but I didn't know that until after I, I was like I'm done. I can't do this and uh, I, I was thinking I was like damn that was fucked up excuse me but uh, that that was not right you know and, and once you realize that's when it becomes up to you well, then your yeah. eyes open to just... Well, some people's do, and some people's glaze right. over. In your, in your case, your eyes did open, and you saw the bigger picture. And, I and saw, saw a that, picture. Right. I got out of my robotic state of right. wanting just to create. To, so there's a, there's a point where you go through life, and you're just, do, 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 I want to accomplish this. I want to get this done. I want to get this. But you don't even enjoy getting it. You, you enjoy like having, like, I got the prize, but getting to the prize is like... 
very meaningless, you know? And now, like I walk down the street, I feel the sun on my skin and the breeze, you know? Whereas I didn't even think about that before. So you don't like the work? I love work. Work is fun. My work, what I'm saying is that you gotta make your work your passion. You gotta work towards something that is more meaningful than financial gain. You gotta work towards something that, you know, no matter what uh, problems there are, you just, you're, you're dealing with it. Like, you know, you gotta love what you do. Like you made what you did fun in a way. It was like, I heard people you say like, it was like making baskets. I wanted to be better. I wanted my team to be better. It was efficiency. It was like, and that, and that's- Well, well you're right. Uh, and, and you know, all the great uh, books that I read on entrepreneurs, uh, they talk about choosing something that you would do for free and choose that as a career, you know, and then that way you're Solid never, advice. you're never working. Right. It's That's always, it. you're never working a day in your life. It's always yeah. fun. But that becomes a double-edged sword when you have a family. Like I found it's very tough to balance my work because I love it so much. And my, I mean, luckily I have a two and a half year old daughter that I get to spend a lot more time with than many parents do, but it's still nowhere near the time I would really like to be spending. Yeah, but that that's, I mean, that's part of being an entrepreneur, you know. Um, sad to say, you know, I have two two brand new babies right now, too. I have a four-year-old, beautiful. Well, that's great to say. Uh, <laughs> beautiful, smart, um, can be anything in the world. I mean, you know, there he's you been reading for, for, he's almost been reading as long as me, right? And he's four years old. <laughs> <laughs> now, you learned when you were, what, 28? Yeah, yeah, you taught was, yourself how to read. And, I was twenty eight years old. I, that was a joke, dog. That was a joke. It was right. a joke. No, I, but I mean, just I mean, some people don't know that, even though you were running a multi million, what, what most companies would evaluate out as a multi billion dollar industry. Like, I mean, if you were evaluated by a CPA evaluation team, making one and one to two point five million a day you would be evaluated in the billions probably. Well, you know, um, I have this lawyer who, who, who's really high on statistics and um, he makes this statement that he believes at the height of my career, I was making more money than, than Walmart was wow. uh, at that time. Wow. That's his, that's his projection. You know what that is, Rick? That's, that's Forbes list money. That's top 10 Forbes money. And that's what I've always money, said yeah. about him, even before meeting him, right. you know, is that somebody like that, he knows how to run a multi-statewide, logistical, uh, high competitive marketing and, and distribution and high stress level decisions and, and multi um, Distribution, centers, public relation, all that. Yeah, uh -huh. going around and smoothing over stuff and yeah, yeah. stroking people's egos and saying, "Oh, don't worry, you're the man." And it's gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> we got you next time. We can't pay you today, but we're gonna get you on the next one. But that's that's part of a good entrepreneurs. You look right. at these these Forbes companies, and a lot of times they'd have zero in their bank because the next big thing is coming in, and then that's how when the banking system crashed why even those companies were hurting for certain 
Right. It's because they that's how you do it when you're an entrepreneur is you put everything on the line to make that next move to put yeah, you Yeah, you up. have to. You have to. I know I've made some 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 deals um that had they went wrong and the police would have got me, I wouldn't have had money to to make a phone call. You know, yeah, to, absolutely. Or even to do anything about it. And then you have to come back and take care of whatever responsibility is attached to that that uh, equity. Right. So this is probably a good time for, for the, those of uh, our audience members who don't know the, the full background and story uh, behind Rick, right? To We're uh, not going to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Read a book. Go Speaking to Wikipedia. Yeah, that's a good one. Go buy my book. Yes, that's right. He does yes. have an amazing we're book. Not we're definitely going to talk away. about that more. They say game yeah. is to be sold, not told. Well, <laughs> we I'm sure we'll dig into some of it, into the business <laughs> aspects of it, in the, and we'll, we'll pry some of it out. You're going to twist my arm. Of course I am. I got you here. I got you. I can, you know, if you was on the phone, it'd be easier, you know. <laughs> I gotta oh, go. I got a bad connection. <laughs> I got to go, man. But, you know. We're going to call in sick. <laughs> oh, you know what? My dog, he just ate something funny. I got to get off the line. But no, I got you here. That's what's nice. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, you know, you're my man. I'm going to support you, you know, whenever I can. Uh, I appreciate I'm proud that, of man. you, you know, well, to know you. that uh, well. you've been able to turn it around, man, and, and, and get on the right track. And then the good thing is that... Uh, out of all the people that I've come in contact with, man, you stuck a hand out, you know, and say, man, here's a hand up. Um, well, I mean. That means a lot. Well, listen, man, like I said, I was, uh, it was interesting. You know, I was, it, it was at the uh, the Cup event in, in uh, Southern California in L.A., and um, I saw you just coming off the stage. I didn't even know you was going to be there, man. But, yeah, so we, it's funny, you know, things happen so fast in life. You know, like like we said, I just met Rick, what, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago. You know. And, you know, we've been unsettled. We talk to each other almost three times a day on the phone. <laughs> there you go. But once I get somebody, so what I do is, you know, I got kicked out of school in 10th grade. So I just, uh, I didn't stop at books. I just reach out to people. And um, so in my business, I reach out to neuroscientists and... It's um, so like you, you stopped the formal education at, at, at uh, 10, but you actually never stopped learning. Right. I mean, right. I love history. I love architecture. I love uh, poetry. I minds. Love, he likes minds. Yeah, I like brains. You know, I like to sit around with people. I like to be the dumbest person in the room. Then I'm That's just like, motto. I just yeah. like... Oh man, tell me more about molecular fusion. This is amazing. Astrophysics. Like, ooh, that's amazing. So what how do you tell what's the mathematical equation to figure out this comet going across at this time and then and and utilizing that in my artwork? Like a lot of times I use mathematics to create my art. Nice. Um, this this is the three D printing or No, I'm three D printing is an educational thing that I do. Um I I love it because it's so it's new it's like a new frontier it's everybody can have an opportunity to make something have, cool have you have you given Rick the the tech shop tour yet I haven't okay, we're gonna we do, that. do that yeah yeah so so tech shop is a this place. guy got so much stuff going yeah, on exactly. man <laughs> catch up catch up with him yeah. <laughs> I mean tech shop is an amazing place I'm glad you mentioned it I'm a lifetime member there 
Um, Here in San Francisco. Yeah, well, it's not. It's all over the country right. and soon to be over the world. They have San Jose, San Francisco, Austin, Arlington. Um, uh, there's one in uh, North Carolina. You know, and, and they're expanding. And, 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 and the one in San Francisco that you'll you'll probably check out, Rick. It's like what three or four stories. Three stories. It's got water jets, CNC wood routers, full wood shop, laser. Engravers and cutters, water. I mean, just a full welding station, so, machine shop. So pretty much anything you can dream up that you can build with your hands. Right? You can do like, it there. You can do it there. That's not only that, but I use it as a talent pool. I mean, there's geniuses there, literally. You know, guys with PhDs who are, you know, they. To me, they're amazing. You know, um, one of my friends' companies, Bibs. They're, um, they do track tracking, like people, runners and stuff. They have little um, RFID and, yeah. bi- and they do biometrics. Also, one of the other, uh, what I call geniuses on there, his name's Galen. Um, he, he does biometrics, so he knows what it means when you jump up and down. Like people think that it's, it just gives a reading. Well, this thing is always reading out numbers, like it just looks like. The matrix essentially and then when you do something over and over he can recognize that pattern and identify it as you going upstairs or you running or you swimming or whatever it is but um so that's something that that's developed there and you can do it for pennies on the dollar prototyping so i really enjoy that place you'll love it and that's one of the things i want to talk to rick you know rick does a lot of stuff with um kids and schools like when he was in mississippi he was talking at a school yesterday in fresno yeah yeah so i mean he goes all over he has a campaign to end literacy he he taught himself how to read at 28 we were saying earlier right and um he's got a a major campaign he's doing he works like crazy harder than a lot of people like most entrepreneurs do who who want to go and get it um, and he flies all over the country doing these speaking events and, and teaching kids, you know. Most spe- of the time for free. Right. Don't leave that part out. <laughs> and, you know. And, give them back, right? And like most startups, right. that's right. how it is. You got to get out there and you got to get your hustle on and, and you work. And, and, and then people see your passion. They see that you're there for the right reasons. They see that, you know, what's important to you. But because you're doing it for that for free, you right. know, and so, then yeah. So Rick, t- tell us. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but tell us about your book. It just came out last year, right? No, this. Oh yeah, last year. Yeah. What it's, year? It's already February. What year is this? Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, really yeah. I have to catch myself. Sometimes. Last year, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It came out uh, um, last October. Okay. Oh, so six months, less than six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this year. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm really excited about the book right now. I'm right, and, and it's called Freeway Rick Ross. Freeway Rick Ross. <laughs> Freeway Rick Ross. There you go. Untold autobiography. Go. He likes to sing and dance, folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I used to want to be a, a dancer back in those days. And then when you told me James Brown was here, yeah, yeah was, we're recording. Hey, right. that was my man. Oh, right. he's everybody's man. When Say you, when it you, loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Uh, Say it loud. Whenever whenever he comes on, no matter where you're at, people get up and start dancing. 
Yeah. Like, you got to. It's just like, oh, damn, James Brown, let's do this. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, for our audience, we're actually recording in uh, the historic High Street studio, um, Studio D, actually. So in this specific studio we're in, um, there was a there was a Tupac uh, interview that went viral that, that was shot here while he was uh, shooting something right before. It was actually a very early MTV interview. It was before he blew up. It was bef- it was he was still with Digital Underground, and like I'll, I'll show it to you guys because this is actually it's 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 authentic Pac. It's authentic Pac because before he became rich and famous, he was just talking about like just the socioeconomic disparity and how. Um, you know, when j- just like what you were just talking about, Rick, like how when when you're when you're when you don't know any better and you're and you're underserved and you're in that underserved part of the community, you have limited access and, and you're not looking for a handout. You're looking for a hand up. Yeah, it's a difference, man. For all y'all out there who don't understand what it means to give somebody a hand up, you, you got to twist it. Right. And, and, and Pac, guys like Pac and, and uh, you know, like George Clinton, uh, Janis Joplin, uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, just, there's all kinds of great history in, within these four walls. Um, so that's that's what Marsh was talking about. Yeah. And yeah. It's inspiring. Yeah. And that's that was Rick. I mean, with James Brown, it's like, damn, man. And then, <laughs> man, Then man. when we put these headsets on and you guys were like, good morning, Vietnam. I was like, damn, Robin Williams, man. I wish <laughs> right. he was still here, man. Like, man was a genius, yeah. you yeah. know? And, and to think, like, it's crazy. Somebody, like, so many comics so often are just, like, internally struggling yeah. with these doubts. and Prior... Yeah, I mean, and and, and um, Chris Farley right. and Jim Belushi and, and, and I just mean, people, man. That's just that's, exactly. that's human nature, man. To 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 but everyone's fighting their own battles. Like, and like Marilyn Monroe, you know, she always doubted her own beauty. Like, right. it, there's a, a really beautiful picture of her where it was like in between her modeling, and you could see like just like her internal side of her, and it was just interesting and that's why she often was with men who were unavailable and and things like that nature right. um it's tragic yeah, yeah. I, it's part of the artist syndrome right yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? exactly but yeah. back to my book man yes. <laughs> so available on amazon it's available on amazon um your website. My website. My website. Which is? FreewayRickBooks.com. There we go. You also can get all the information off my Twitter, my Instagram, FreewayRicky. Um, yeah. One of the interesting things about that book is when I started writing that book, I was in prison with a life sentence without the possibility of parole. And when I wrote You've got a book, lot of time to think. Yeah, right. yeah. But it, 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 was, it was more, though, about <laughs> me... Trying to reach back. Uh, was that right after you learned how to read? You just started writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was some some years that I've been I've been. So reading. you had been how long had you been reading? And a then you were years. just like, you know what? I'm gonna do this shit myself. I'm just gonna write. A this. couple years. I've been reading a couple years. When how I, many books had you read by that time? Because yeah, I know you read a lot of books and um, you were reading about a lot of different yeah. uh, entrepreneur books and. 10, 20, maybe thirty books. Oh, there we go. Because um, I know you put when it, you know. I, I put down a lot of books, you know, yeah, when yeah. I had the time. And oh, stuff. I started pounding books in there. You know, I was, nice. um, I was just trying to picture in my head if 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 I like was was uh, 
was able was stuck in a cave and like breathe fresh air for the first time in my life it's like wow like now it's like the world is my oyster and, and like there are so many in, in the history of man so many great books like what, what were you pounding down was like, that empowering a little was bit. that like, it was oh, it was shit, i can read now i'm not it gonna was, kill it it was empowering uh books allowed me to be in prison and go places exactly that i'd never been in the, in, in the book. world yeah. uh, so uh, books were really powerful. I, I read mostly uh, autobiographies oh, and, yeah. of powerful people. Uh, you know, my favorite three books was Richard. You were Man. studying. Oh, absolutely. I was preparing. <laughs> uh, I was preparing for my release. Exactly. Like, you know, people ask me all the time, "How was my adjustment back into society?" And uh, I tell them that I don't know if I had to adjust because I was preparing to get out my whole time in. So like when you were watching TV, were you studying culture? At I that didn't watch place? TV. See, I, it's like me, I don't have a TV at home. I didn't have you time. Know what, you know what, Todd, he's been giving me crap because I don't watch no TV and I haven't seen all his movies and stuff. He's like, you need to get off Facebook and watch some TV. He just, and uh, one of uh, Ricky's friends. Yeah. Todd McCormick. He, he um, I, I, I got the fortunate pleasure of meeting him with Rick. And for those who don't know um, Todd, he's a really uh, intelligent individual that um, has a story of his own. Hopefully we'll get him on here uh, hanging out with us one of these Todd times. Todd has an amazing story. Todd had cancer. 20 oh, wow. times, right? Or Whoa. 10 times or something? From a kid, I think, since he was like 12 years old. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. So he... He um, he actually has his own story with Ricky and stuff, and 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 he's also he create he he was the director of the Union, which is an amazing uh, documentary uh, about the story of cannabis and and the industry that's developing um, right now um, along the West Coast, Colorado and Washington, and he's extremely agitated about you know cannabis. Right. Um, yeah, the whole movement. He, well, Absolutely. Todd, Todd's been doing it all his life, so. <laughs> right, right. You know, he's been with Because he movement. needed to. Right. He, he, uh, he, he was using it to, to treat himself and, and, and things of that nature. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't understand it, but they're starting to. Like, the medicinal benefits so far out surpass any of the... Um, Perceptions. Absolutely, you know it, it's pretty amazing um, the deceit, you know the the hypocrisy. You know you look yeah. at like your story and like how Oliver North was just bringing in literally uh, plane loads of stuff. Oh, don't like, go there, man. You well, know that's where we're gonna go. That's Ronald what, Reagan and Nancy, that, dude, Nancy like, Reagan. Nancy <laughs> Reagan saying just say no to drugs, and Ronald saying just act like you don't know. Yes, I mean but this this is probably a good time to tease the next segment um we'll, we'll take a quick break and whatever we'll that get, means yeah we'll get more into <laughs> um what where rick has been and where he's going politics what he's up to these days right <laughs> america's politics or the covering up of their politics and like you know sounds better exactly. that's i mean that's the truth let's be honest the you little know? white lie uh, there's a lot of those, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, like right. we said, we'll tease into that that's, that's next. A good, that's, that's a good tease for the next segment. <laughs> okay, cool. I guess that means we'll take a break. Take a quick break, yeah.